0: Parents, we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton.
1: Hello, America and listeners around the world. My name is Eric Hamilton, and tonight we have another great show lined up for you, Chalk Talk. Uh, tonight's show is going to be specifically for parents. Um, when I mean that, I mean I have some, uh, some good topics to talk about um, The title of tonight's show is Troubleshooting for Parents 101, and I'm going to elaborate on what that, what do I mean by troubleshooting? If you can remember any time that we are able to buy an appliance or buy a piece of technology, And if the technology does not work, usually most manufacturers will pack in something called a troubleshooting guide. Troubleshooting guide is simply if something will not work, these are the steps that you need to take in order to correct the problem. What I find fascinating about the field of education is that all parents, regardless of their background, regardless of their level of education and I will say if you are a parent um, and if you are an educator much like myself you uh, have a little bit more of an advantage over uh, other parents who know how to do some good troubleshooting in the classroom um, just because of the nature of the job that teachers do and the type of skills that they learn. If you're not fortunate to, to come from a teaching background or perhaps have a teacher in the family, you are really left at a disadvantage. And usually uh, parents will either try to intimidate people into getting what they want, which I do not recommend, or they will take a, what I would call a passive aggressive approach show up, participate, and try to yield whatever influence to make sure that what's going on inside the classroom is appropriately done for their child. So tonight's show, uh, How to Troubleshoot uh, as a Parent, is what the title of the show is going to be called. And what we're going to talk about is there are four areas that as a parent who has the opportunity to listen to your child, um, your, your job is to support uh, to the best of your ability, whether you have 15 minutes to do it, 30 minutes to do it, or a whole day. Um, part of your parenting responsibility, which seems it is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job, your task is to have the skill to be able to listen to what your child is saying in the classroom, use some experiences that you have had in your own uh, background, as well as how do you learn how to listen and direct? And that's, that's one of the hardest skills that I think as parents we have is how do we listen and direct? One of the things that we talked about that I have constantly talked about on Chalk Talk is that, in my opinion, uh, everything goes around uh, those three words, the academics, accountability and advocacy. And in order to get your challenge, if you listen to the previous shows, you'll hear that every one of those um Every one of those components are constantly in play. Only when you become a high school senior um, will those skills really not be needed, uh, because if you have done what you're supposed to do, uh, the 12th grade year, which is an unbelievably stressful but wonderful time, uh, because your your child is now growing into what we would call adulthood, um, so... We want to talk about how to troubleshoot and there are four areas that I'm going to talk about tonight. Number 1, academic problems. Number 2, social problems. Number 3, teacher problems. And number 4, toxic school climate. Ask any ask any any, any educator, they will tell you that <clears throat> generally as students mature, they they move from elementary school up to middle school, you will see there's a combination of challenges that you as a parent are constantly faced with. And I think it's safe to say that in elementary school, you will see a combination of academic problems. Um, In middle school, you will see a combination of both academic as well as social problems, which I'm going to define. And then, generally speaking, if you're fortunate enough to be at a really high-performing school, uh, whether it's public, private, charter, that matter, um, high school is such a complicated entity these days. This is when you get all four: you get a toxic school environment, which I'm going to define; you get teacher problems; you get social problems; and you get um, academic. Uh, academic problems. All of those, and that's what makes high school work such a difficult job. Um, let's start with our first one, academic problems. Now, the academic problems, I think, are very straightforward. I won't spend too much time because I have dedicated other shows around uh, the value of learning how to assess. Um, if you're new to Chalk Talk, you will, you will hear me talk about The importance of having grade level assessments. Uh, There has been many studies put out by uh, incredibly bright individuals who have come to the conclusion, we've come to some very strong conclusions that grading level, uh, reading levels, as well as academic math levels are all really important to have looked at and evaluated by the third and fourth grade. I've talked about that. I've actually written about it in my book, Whatever Parent Needs to Know About Academics, which you can find on Amazon. Um, You will see and you will hear a lot of educators really pushing this idea of getting on grade level. You will hear um, specifically in the elementary school, Uh, Teachers are talking about, you know, increasing um, reading, uh, reading skills. So we want to talk about uh, um, making sure that the academic deficiencies are looked at. You also want to talk about learning styles. I've talked briefly about that uh, in my book as well, that all students learn different ways. Some learn by listening, some learn by engaging with their hands some actually are visual. They have to actually see the. Um, they have to actually see what's going on. So they have to be able to use all of these different learning styles in order to engage. We've also talked about what happens in the elementary school level, where if you have students that, for whatever reason, didn't come from a strong academic parent uh, parenting environment. Did not have the proper guidance in terms of reach, reaching search, certain benchmarks. You will see what we would call poor reading skills develop, and they will grow, and they will turn in, uh, and really become amplified in middle school, and then also in in the the academic piece, you make sure that you want to be able to expose your your child to a variety of different. Reading materials, making sure that you take a visit down to the school librarian, making sure specifically for males, because males, uh, it has been proven by many researchers that that boys typically delay. Uh, They are behind when it comes down to the reading level just because they haven't found something that they really enjoy reading. Plus, there's this perception of reading not being a very masculine skill. So it's really important that if you do have a a a a male, that you really try to create a positive environment around reading. Um, that's the academic piece, and of all of the pieces, uh, the 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 components that I talked about around how to troubleshoot. If you're having problems with academics, I think academics are very easily identified. <clears throat> have that one-on-one with your teacher. Look at the assessments, look at um, averages, what did your child do relative to the rest of the class, and try to find some type of a tutor. Uh, One of my shows in the future will be around what to do when you need a tutor. Who do you go to? There are several different tutors out there. Some of them you pay for unbelievable services, and some, I think, quite honestly, you're getting taken advantage of. But I'm going to talk about tutoring. But of all the four that we're talking about tonight, I think that if you are engaging your child in regular conversations, you're meeting, you're going to teacher parent conference meetings, the academic piece is a, is a component that you do have some control over, whether you're supplementary, whether you are um, arranging for private sessions with the teacher after school where they can go over. If you get those things addressed at an early enough age, I think academic um, problems can be addressed. Now, the other two, just before I take my first break, we're going to talk about social problems. What are social problems? How do we define them? How do you know if your child is having a social problem? Uh, After that, we're going to discuss teacher teacher problems. What kind of what kind of problems do teachers bring into the classroom? What are some things that you can't see? And then the last one will be the toxic school climate, which is a very complex one. Probably out of the out of the four that we talked about tonight, this will be the hardest to address. So we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to define What are social problems? When do they usually develop? What can you do as a parent in order to address social problems? So, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation on troubleshooting for parents.
0: what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com It's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Chalk Talk. This is Eric Hamilton, and we are talking about parent um, troubleshooting for parents. Uh, This show is designed in order for you when you have that ride home or if you're talking to a teacher and you're being told some situation that's going on. How do you know what to do? When do you know what to do? Who do you know who to talk to? We talked about um, the first one before uh, before our first break. We talked about the power of the four areas that usually, usually your child is going to come home. And they're usually going to talk about one of these four. They're usually going to talk about some type of academic deficiency, which will show up in grades. I took a test today in math. I didn't pass. uh, My teacher says I got a 50 out of 100. What am I supposed to do? Uh, there's a lot of different things that we talked about previously about grades, content, and tutoring is a great way to address academic deficiencies. And again, I think that's one of the easiest, easier ones to, 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 uh, to address. Number two, uh, social problems. Social problems are defined as basically there's something going on with your child at school that's affecting their ability to concentrate. It affects their ability to interact. It affects them in the classroom, something that's going on. Um, we have done a great job in our society to address the bullying aspect where students are, are being bullied and because of the pressure of being bullied, uh, students are struggling in the classroom. So. I want to talk a little bit about the social aspects, and I also want to be able to say if that you have any any opinions or any questions you'd like to ask, please don't hesitate to give me a call at 1-888-346-9141. I would love to be able to talk with you tonight if you have some concerns or questions about any of the content that we're talking about. Social problems. So. I look at social problems as a classroom teacher is a a issue that basically stems from this. Uh, How much of engagement time is your child conducting? Like, do you does your child know how to turn on and off the social button? Do you know how to interact with their friends? You can you, you can relatively keep up in what's going on in the classroom. Sitting with your friends is not a good idea. I don't care what age you are. If you're in a classroom and you're needing to learn some material, it's not a good idea to sit with your friend. It's fun. It's great. Your, fi- your friend could perhaps you all could learn together. I've been told that a thousand times. But in reality, I would not recommend sitting next to your friend. Um, the other thing that's interesting is that with the use of technology, it's now Technology is really becoming a dominant issue inside the classroom where students who don't have the skills to be able to manage to say, "Okay, let me put my cell phone up. Let me get off of the phone. I don't know of many students and I'm sure they're out there. I'm certain that they're out there who have that unique skill who can do personal discipline and I think that parents need to send a strong message that if your grades are not where they should be, or if your if your teachers are saying that your phones are out, you're spending way too much time on it, then it becomes a problem. Social problems you will really start to see perhaps in middle school where uh, students are more interested in fitting in with their peer group. And. Um, People begin, uh, students begin rather to enjoy different activities outside the classroom, whether it's sports, it's band, it's the drama club, it's the chess club. There's this huge issue around how to fit in socially. Uh, When you're trying to fit in socially, you have a hierarchy that gets created. And if you're not in that hierarchy, some students really have a hard time of not being with the cool kids, not being able to fit in. Also, you also will see the the rise of the social media, the cyber attacks, where students who will now attack each other by using Facebook, um, that's a that's a growing concern. I've seen it over the years. Personally, I don't understand this particular type of attack, but I have definitely seen, Many students have problems with someone said uh, posting something on someone's Facebook account or somebody made a reference to something. I see this being a bigger and bigger problem. Um, The other thing that's interesting is, is that uh, uh, what happens is with, with technology, students begin to communicate and they begin to communicate. Internally in the class as students, and I've talked about this on a previous show, as students begin to become more and more familiar, as well as dependent upon technology, their social skills begin to decline. A young man who may be in the 11th grade or 10th grade uh, with the prom coming up. As opposed to him actually, perhaps speaking to a young lady and asking about a prom date, he may he may be more inclined to actually text that, and that's a, that's a social dynamic of what's going on. The other thing that uh, uh, the other thing that I like to leave with parents on this particular topic is is that there's an interesting phenomenon that happens inside the classroom, in that if you let students sit anywhere they'd like to, they usually sit by abilities, meaning the kids who have similar skill sets, similar uh, similar uh, uh, academic skills, typically will sit together. And the kids who, uh, and this is a social phenomenon that I have learned uh, after teaching for, for many years, and that actually can be good and also can be bad. So you want to make sure that as a parent, You're keeping up with what's going on. You're talking about the social dynamics. You're talking about friendships. You're talking about how to deal with these things. You're monitoring your technology use. You're talking about the social pressures. You know, does your child feel that they're in? You're also talking about, for some students who don't fit in, who may be a a minority, uh, being the lone um, African-American or Hispanic-American or the lone Caucasian in a classroom might be a very challenging dynamic for a person. Um, so it's really important to realize how not only does race play a part in the social dynamic in a school, but also class. Uh, students who may come from a different side of the track, so to speak, who may not be economically privileged to have some of the more uh, fashionable items we have in our society may actually sit in a classroom with students who do have things that are uh, economically um, desirable items like iPhones, the latest iPhone. That's the thing now. you have to have. You can't have just a cell phone. You have to have the latest cell phone. You have to have all the new technology because if you're not, you're behind the times. So it's really important for parents to realize in this ever so changing environment. In this environment where technology is changing every day, where um, you have status symbols. Uh, there was an article I was reading about sixth and seventh grade girls who all had these fashionable handbags, Gucci handbags, and how their their moms, and let's just say that's who it were, their, their moms are buying these rather expensive handbags. These young ladies would go to school and form their own little clubs uh, based off of these things. So it's really important to realize that when you have your child, um, you're picking your child up or you're having a chance to communicate, something is going on, whether they're in the first grade or they're a senior. There is some type of social pressure that's going on. So I would ask that you really, really ask some probing questions around if you're trying to figure out what's going on, if you're trying to figure out how or why or who, how do I address this issue? <clears throat> most public school systems in America have very good social workers. The social workers are some of the most, un. Um, there are unspoken heroes in my opinion, because They are the individuals in schools who get to take information that teachers see. Teachers see things on the front line. They're the ones that hear the gossip. They're the ones that see many things that's going on in the classroom. But the social worker is the individual who has to follow up upon things that teachers see. And the reason that they call them social workers is because this is the person that deals with all of the other outside materials. These are the ones that have to make visits to home. These are the ones that do parenting uh, interviews where they you know talk about what's going on. And those are the individuals who, if there is really a problem, those are the ones that have to make that tough call to decide, is this something that law enforcement needs to hear about? Or is this something that another child agency needs to be aware of? So as a parent, I can tell you, and as a teacher, do not underestimate the social power that today's complex society is creating for our young people. The social challenges are really challenging how we address some of these problems because now and I I've, I've talked about this previous shows some of the models that we've had are really outdated and they and and really needs to be either blown up or recreated to address modern um, the modern child because technology is changing the way we engage so it's important to make sure that you have that listening ear to social problems. The other issue that we need to talk about is your teacher. Now, being a teacher of approximately 12 years after teaching in now five different um, school systems, I can say that the teaching industry has changed dramatically. Now, uh, there used to be a time in American history uh, not, not too long ago where there was a big concern around dropouts. Everyone, every system had a dropout rate. A dropout rate is basically the amount of students after the age of 16, generally speaking 16, most states in the country is the age of 16, children, students are not required by law to attend anymore. Basically, the idea is, is that if you have been able to keep the child into school for a certain amount of time, they have enough buy-in, they stay in to high school, and they graduate, and, get, and they get their, uh, their diplomas. However, what has happened over the last, say, 10 to 15 years, um, dropouts. Students who now say I am so um, dissatisfied with education, I have so dissatisfied with what's going on every day in school that I'm going to drop out. I'm not going to go anymore. I would rather take my chances somewhere else. Now, there is a issue around teacher dropout, except they, they don't call it teacher dropout. They call it teacher burnout. So when we talk about teaching today, the whole industry has changed around who becomes a teacher, how long do they stay? Um, There's many, many, many dynamics about that. And I want to talk about that in some pretty good details because I have some interesting numbers. Um, According to the National Commission on Teaching American future that's a organization that does research around the profession of teaching. Almost half, that's almost fifty percent of the teachers that enter leave after five years. They they leave after five years. Um, that has been the the the, the, the years that teachers seem To get to a point near the fourth or fifth year where they have decided that they no longer can teach. Burnout. Burnout happens in a lot of professions. um, But for teaching right now, it used to be around seven years. And now it has gotten down into five years that a new teacher decides to leave the profession at the end of five years, which is really, really a disturbing trend. Um, This process of getting teachers in and getting them out, usually, and I'm quoting the same same body of work that was done by the National Commission in Teaching America Future, they say that it costs school systems approximately 2.2% billion dollars each year. And if you're listening to this, you're saying, how does it cost a school system $2.2 billion a year when teachers are leaving? Well, in order to find teachers, you have to advertise, you have to pay, you have to put publications out. In order to find individuals who can get teachers certified, you have to train individuals to do that type of work. You have to find people who are committed to speeding up the process. So there is a lot of, um, there's a financial downside to teachers being burned out. That also is a show that I'm working on as well. But if you look at the teaching side, you want to ask a couple of questions. Number one, is your teacher certified? If your uh, child is in a public school uh, or even uh, charter schools, we won't talk about private, private schools because they operate differently. If your child is at a public school, they should be certified, which means that they're required to take coursework. They're required to pass some type of state assessment and they have to give, be given a license. Is your child's teacher certified? Is your child's teacher certified in the subject that they teach? I cannot tell you the number of teachers who are teaching currently who have certification in one field but teach in another field. I don't know about you, but I would not be happy if my child was taking a math class from a teacher who was certified in art. They may know art very well, and they may know math very well. However, math is a critical area. It's a critical area. So the first question was, is your child's teacher certified? Second one, is your child's teacher certified in the area that they teach? And if you ask those two basic questions to an administrator, I hope you get a good answer. I'm going to take uh, my next break. And when we come back, we are going to continue talking about teacher related problems uh, in the parenting troubleshooting, which is how do you know what to fix? What do you know what to ask for? So when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on
0: Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers, but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Empowerment Channel. are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show, by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Chalk Talk. My name is Eric Hamilton, and we are talking about parent troubleshooting. Basically, parent troubleshooting is when you have that opportunity to pick up your child, have a conversation about what's happening. How was your day? You get those kinds of conversations, and your child talks about, I'm going through this, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. As a parent, as well as a teacher, I can tell you that your child typically is going to communicate one of these four. Um, there could be a fifth or sixth option. I don't know everything in the field of education, but I'm only speaking from my years of experience and also from my own, my own child as well, that usually speaking, you're going to have one of these four issues. Uh, we talked about academic problems. I got a 50 on a math test. What am I supposed to do? Uh, Parent, At that option, you can go talk to the teacher or you can go get some type of a coach class or some kind of tutoring. Um, We talked about the social problems and we said that the social problems of today is not the same social problems that we had uh, growing up as as young adults. Now, because of technology, students are faced with with a lot more demanding pressure in order to fit in in or to be a part that's accepted. And, and if your issues, whatever they may be, may not be popular amongst the popular kids, then you are feeling like you're on the outside. So making sure that you understand that social problems are way bigger now than they used to be. The other issue we're talking about is teachers. <clears throat> and we talked about uh, asking some tough questions to someone. Um Asking is your child's teacher certified, meaning do they have a license to do what they're doing? Number two, uh, is your child's teacher certified in the area that they teach? It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem because administrators have to find competent people who are who fit a very, very tough profile around being certified to teach so it's really important to know uh to get some information about your 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 child's teacher because they are the ones that are standing in front every day creating lessons they're they're the ones that's making a difference now some of the other things that we talked about in, in my opinion we live in a very anti-teaching environment right now. <clears throat> the reason I say that is because I can't tell you the number of stories I hear now of teachers behaving inappropriately, uh, principals behaving inappropriately, uh, teachers um, who are having inappropriate relationships with students, teachers who are caught on campus with drugs, teachers who have other outside jobs that interfere with their uh, teaching career. we we And the press, the press, I blame part of this on our media culture right now because there's something about a story around a middle school teacher um, having an inappropriate relationship with a student that seems to get a lot of traction. People like to talk about those kinds of stories. And what happens is it actually hurt. It actually puts back the many unbelievably hardworking teachers who do amazing jobs. They do unbelievable jobs. Um, I think there is a lack of respect for the teachers of today. I grew up uh, in the 1980s. All of my teachers that I had at my high school, Westwood High School, located in Atlanta, Georgia, all of my high school teachers were Seasoned veterans, meaning um, many of them, many of them were 20 to 30 year professionals. And trust me, anyone who attempts to say that they can teach or attempts to say that anyone can teach, you should step in the classroom and see trying to teach difficult concepts in modern times. And you'll understand not everyone can teach. So you want to find out, you know, about something about your teacher. And the other one that you really want to find out, which is really hard to do, and I talked about this before the first break, the, the second break, rather, burnout. Burnout is a huge problem today. <clears throat> uh, burnout looks like people who are not happy uh, uh, with, the, with the classroom environment, uh, uh, people who suffer high levels of anxiety. People who are dissatisfied with the status quo. Uh, People, teachers who are constantly being told to change how they teach. Um, Burnout is a huge problem. Uh, There was a statistic that revealed that one out of four, one out of four modern teachers today are hit with this concept of burnout. Again, to be fair. There are airline pilots that are who get burned out. There are police officers who get burned out. If you are doing your job for an extended period of time, burnout is a possibility. Definitely. However, this show is centered around getting you, the parent, to be the one to determine what's happening in your classroom. To giving you the knowledge, the power, the ability to assess certain situations. So, the the certification is a big issue. Uh, making sure that your your teacher is engaging. Um, some some districts do lesson plans. Some don't do lesson plans. I would leave those strictly for administrators to evaluate. But there's no harm in you as a parent dropping in, asking questions to figure out. Okay, I have a parent issue here. I have a a, a teaching issue rather. What what is the issue here? Then the last one, the last one I'm calling is toxic school climate. I'm using that term loosely because my time in graduate school, uh, I had an outstanding professor who made us do something called a school climate walk. At the time, I really did not like to do a school climate walk. I questioned this assignment. I remember having to write a paper about a a school that I was attending at the time. And basically, a school climate walk is when you walk in, you take a general assessment of the general climate of the school. What are some of the things you hear, you see, you smell? Where are you directing your attention to? There are many, many schools today that are doing a great job. They have that person who can come from the outside, do the school climate walk, look through, look at the aesthetics of the school, look at how the receptionist is greeting individuals, uh, looking at the lawn, looking at the classrooms. They do a great job of creating what is called a positive school climate. On the other hand, we also have what I'm calling toxic school climate. Is what your child talking about really a symptom of a toxic environment? For instance, uh, I was at a school where the food was so bad. The food was absolutely horrible that students would have their parents bring food to the school during lunchtime. The school attempted to accommodate the parents, but at some point in time, the school told the parents not to bring their child uh, lunch because not every parent could do that. And they did not want to make all students feel uncomfortable about that. That to me is a school issue. That is not an issue of a teacher. That's not an academic and it's not a social Uh, How do we bring attention to a school leader that the food is not acceptable, that the food was not being prepared well, uh, that the students wanted to have some type of an input on what they ate every day? Now, you may say, well, that's a strong label around toxic. And I would agree with you. It is. However, that same notion around how do we get the school To actually hold themselves accountable. That's the hardest one. If you go into a school with a poor toxic environment. You will see it. You will know it. You will see how you're treated. You will see uh, lack of student achievement on the wall. You will see a lack of engagement from all staff. You will see it. You will feel it. You will hear it. You will know that this is not an environment. The other thing you can tell about your school's climate is your teacher enrollment. What's your teacher retention? Are, student, are teachers just leaving? Do they stay? Do they want to come back? You can look at um, the Internet does a great job of providing websites like great schools where parents and as well as teachers can leave feedback about students and about their involvement and about what's going on in school. You as a parent have a really difficult job. I really feel for parents. And, and that's why I have written a book about what every parent needs to know about academics. I have created a show where I've done approximately 13 shows uh, four years ago. And I'm now on my seventh show, I believe. Um, and this show is specifically designed to give parents a fighting chance Parents don't have a fighting chance anymore because they are overworked. They're overwhelmed by what's going on in society. Our society is changing in such a way that many of them that I talk to feel that they don't have an advocate anymore. They don't have anyone that is addressing uh, their issues, much like the crisis we have in the healthcare industry. If you get involved with something or someone, who is left to have to make decisions on their own and who uh, not aware of the healthcare industry and the decisions that are made behind the scenes, you're really left to the mercy of individuals. And you will see that sometimes they don't make the best decisions and they don't make the They make a decision that's out of their convenience, not out of yours. So this show again is specifically designed to give parents, and I, 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 I get excited when I hear about the number of downloads that, that you're listening, that you're actually listening, you're actually applying the material, and that's awesome because I want you, the parent, to actually have a chance. I want you to have some shot, some sense of knowledge because right now, tomorrow, there will be a parent who will walk into a principal's office, and that principal um, will do the right thing and they will do and they will inform their child uh, about their child's behavior, about their child's academic level. They will do the right thing and communicate. However, there will also be another parent in another principal's office where if that principal has the ability to uh, paint a particular picture that may not be totally transparent, that parent is going to walk away really feeling that I don't know what just happened. I, I can't give an opinion about what I I don't know anything about IEPs. I don't know anything about how do schools respond to social media type things. I don't know what, how, what we're supposed to do with that. And because we don't, that's why this show was created. This show was created in order to help you parent, help the parent figure out how best they can support their child. So what we've learned tonight is, is that we we've learned that schools are very challenging environments. And you'll see that at the high school level, um, high schools are very, very difficult because that's where the brunt of society is falling right now. You've got kids, you've got technology, you've got sports, you've got social Media, you've got proms, you've got college, you've got guidance counselors, you've got uh, certified teachers. All of those issues are all in one big building. Being a principal at a high school is not an easy job and it's a very lonely job. We've talked about teacher related challenges around how do we recognize teacher burnout? How do we how do we confront a teacher? How do we talk about that? How do we create a space that we can actually put those types of issues out on the table. Um, We've talked about social media and the role that social media plays in our society, that it's not quite the way it used to be, that students now uh, are under so much more pressure around how to fit in and be a part of an accepted group. And then we also started off our conversation talking about academics, and we talked about the value of being on grade level, mathematical level by the third and fourth grades because it sets the student up for success down the road. And these are all things that we've talked about in, in the previous uh, shows. The final thought that I will leave you on before we go is, of these four things, the ones that we can have the most control over is to try to have a positive interaction with our teachers. If we're staying connected, if we're being supportive, if we can give teachers enough uh, respect as well as enough support, these other issues will take care of themselves. The school toxic one, that's a little bit big one That's above what teachers can do. But I just I really ask for parents that before you go into the school and you attempt to attack or you attempt to put the blame on a teacher, um, realize that teachers have incredibly difficult jobs. And and make sure that you realize that they have a job to do. And many of them go, um, they do incredible jobs behind the scenes in order to create positive learning environments. So think about that the next time you're having those difficult conversations with your child. Learn how to troubleshoot, much like we do with our, our technology. And I hope that this show will be beneficial for you In many of the challenges that you may face as a parent. So until next week, I wish you a great week and hope that all things are moving forward in a positive direction.
0: you again for joining us for chalk talk please join eric hamilton again next monday at 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel for more of everything that parents should know about school